Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. There was a time we had a problem in the church. And the people outside didn't have a name for it. They called it prosperity gospel. But that was not the name for it. You understand? We had something a couple of years ago they used to call the prosperity gospel and people attacking it, some for and some against. And people in the world were looking for a name for it and the name they could give it was prosperity gospel. But that was not the name for it. Because if it is the gospel, even if it's about prosperity, it's still the gospel. It was not the prosperity gospel. It was thieves ignoring the principles of God and creating shortcuts. That's what it was supposed to be called. You're a man of God. You don't tithe. You don't give fast fruit, but you need money. You don't work, but you need money. So you look for a shortcut. You manipulate people that the Lord has said Psalms 70 is the spirit where God has led get $7 million, $70,000, $700,000 but the, the sign will be seven. Get anything of seven and not more and not less. Ladies and gentlemen, that is robbery. Every time we have service, I don't ask for money. I will bless your offering. I will teach you the principles, but I will not manipulate you. And this is the funny thing. When you don't manipulate them, some don't give. Because, again, they have a certain spirit on their lives that would rather be manipulated. And as Fanero, we said, we are not going to manipulate men to give. Keep it. Because God began this. You understand what I'm saying? Money is not our problem. Our problem has been addressed today. It's knowledge. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? But because men abused it and have manipulated it, we think that being poor is righteous and being rich is ungodly. That's not the truth. Far from the truth. We want to feed the orphans want to feed the widows. The Jews have five principles regarding the finances and one of them is for the good of mankind. We want to bless the earth with our giving. Recently I was reading about Jeff Bezos. Now the richest man in the world. He is richer than Tunisia, Iceland, Jamaica and Estonia joined together. This is record. It's on record. If you get Estonia as a nation, get Jamaica as a nation, 
get Tunisia as a nation, get Iceland as a nation, join all these four nations together. One man, one man's brain is richer than millions of people. And these are nations with governments, systems, structures, and people educated with PhDs and all kinds of manner of careers. There is a problem. They say Bill Gates makes $286 every second. That means he would be wasting time to pick $100 if he dropped it. We are on the mountain speaking in tongues, waiting for God to appear in a cloud and pour money in your bathtub because he paid taxes for Peter. Those were taxes. He didn't give him capital through the mouth of a fish. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm seeing a trend of the richest and most blessed people on the earth and it's almost as though they don't claim Christianity but they are tapping in the spiritual and translating the spiritual principles into practical things. Airbnb is the biggest hotel business in the world. They don't own one hotel and you still think you need capital. Uber is the biggest taxi company in the world and they don't own one car and you still think your problem is capital. The list is endless. Jeff Bezos, look at all these guys. Look at Amazon, look at eBay, look at Alibaba. People have closed shops. The biggest shopping malls in Europe, they are closing. These are four, five, eight, ten buildings full of shopping stores, they are closing. Because a man would rather shop on the, on the internet than drive kilometers into a shop and not find his size and color. Because somebody went on his bed and got an idea. Are you following what I'm saying? And, and it's not with tongue-speaking people. You guys are simply speaking in tongues. You understand what I'm saying? There's a problem with Christianity. I say there's a problem with this definition of Christianity. Then we are saying we are going to learn to nations and shall have no need of borrow. When we are still testifying about paying loans. And living below bare minimum and claiming the blessing of Abraham. How can a man dig on a rock? How can our father dig on a rock? And we think that we only expect the driest place to define blessing. Blessing is not defined on the best soil. Blessing is defined on the word of God that is spoke upon your spirit. A man cannot dig on a stone and find water. And you think that because you found a stone, therefore, you're blaming your future because of what is visible whatever your hands find to do. Do you know what whatever means? Do you know what whatever means? No. You're still waiting for a certain multi-billion dollar deal of some white guy who's going to come and just drop it in your hands. Some of you, your mentality is not bigger than a dollar. But you're believing God for a multi-million dollar deal. You've done it for 2, 10, 5, 16, 15 years and you're still waiting on the Lord. You will die waiting on the Lord. You will die waiting on the Lord. I started working at 13. My first job was 13. 13 years. Some of you who are still looking for jobs, it was 13. I went in there and worked for four months, five months until my, my exams came back, until I joined as senior one, I was working. And guess what? I was never paid a coin. And guess what? I never stopped working because I was not paid. Are you following what I'm saying? 
I graduated. The first time that woman found me on the street, she called me and gave me my first job. My first job was a hundred thousand. A hundred thousand. It was not even worth enough to do transport. The beauty was the company was workable, so I could walk from home and go and work with a very wonderful degree. And I was a performer. I was an average student. But I was earning 100,000 shillings. She puts me in charge of one company, two companies, three companies. They increased my salary by only 100,000. And I was making her not less than 50 million a month. Not less than 50 million a month. And never at any one point did I complain. No, because I knew who I am. I knew I was not working for her, but I was working for God. You understand? The first job I got in KCB, somebody saw my work ethic and said, come, we'll hire you at any cost. They hired me. I work in KCB. Somebody came from Diamond Trust Bank, looked at how I worked and said, I'll hire you. And in there, we started serving men extra hours. I told people, when you get to work, don't work like normal people. Work more, smarter but more. I positioned my manager to a place where every time he needed a solution, he needed to turn to me, nobody else. They said, said ah, but this man loves you. I was the only person he favored in the, in the bank. Why? Because one time I walked to him and I told him, sir, anytime you feel it's too much work, I'm here. I thought it was a joke. One time I woke up and I was doing three desks in the bank at the same time. Three. Authorizing a supervisor, doing credit, and then also back office. At the same time, three desks. Because we're overwhelmed. One is pregnant, one is sick. They wake up in the morning. Oh, we need to get somebody from Gula. Tell them, no, 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 I can do that. I can do that. Why? Because I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Oh! You understand what I'm saying? One time I chased a deal of a man who needed to make a payment of more than $100,000 and it needed to happen fast and they delayed the system. I called from here to London through Douchebank. Where's the man's money? Located it and they put it on the account. And that man came to me and told me, he was a Muslim man. He told me, I know you're a Christian, he said. And he said, but I also know that in your free leave, in your leave time you travel. Yes, I'll buy your next tickets when you go preaching. A Muslim. He started paying my plane tickets to go preaching the gospel, a Muslim. And he told me, anytime you ever want a business deal, come to me. Then there was another man I worked with during that time and helped clear a huge thing. And he came to me and told me, any day you ever need money to borrow, come without security. I will give it to you because I know you. I know your spirit. There's no way you cannot pay me who are banking, but then doing agriculture. You understand? Up to today, we still do extra things. That's the spirit. But young people don't want to work. They are believing God for a miracle where they will get a million dollars and then it falls on your account and that's the end of story. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, Africa will rise in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout hallelujah. You know, somebody will ask, but you said, I have told that the word of God works in you inherently. Then he's telling us to be practical as though we are working and, and working and doing the word, yet you told us the word works in us. Let me reconcile it for you. I mean to say that we cannot teach you the truth and the truth does not work in you. And you can't claim 
that the truth is working in you when we don't see practical. Do you understand what I'm saying? If the word is working in you and we are not seeing the results of that word working in you, then you didn't believe what we taught. So when we say the word works in you, we only mean we expect positive application of these things. Christians have to stop to be theoretical. Get anything and do it. Get anything and do it. Get anything and do it. You understand? But there are Christians who are coming every Thursday. Shobobobo. Jisaka taraba. Mataka brokota. Continue karabande. Look for a man of God to lay hands on you because you think that when the prophet speaks, your finances will open. You go to a prophet. Abraham didn't have a prophet. That's why God told Esau that even though Jacob has the blessing, because you're a hard worker, he says, one day you'll break that yoke off you. And the next time Jacob met Esau, he thought he'd find a poor man. Esau told him, keep your things, brother, because I have more. He was not a man favored by God, but he was a man who knew how to work. He knew how to apply his hands. That means even if you're not under the promise of God, but you know how to apply your hands in the field, man of God, there is a place for you on the face of the earth. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest. Thank you.